Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious.
his eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert in the beautiful state of Arizona, I'm your host Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, me directly, you can email us at rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com, and find us on social media on Gab and Gitter, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. I'd like to welcome all of you to the broadcast whenever and wherever you are listening on Terrestrial Radio, in our podcast radio archive on the website, the free archive. And a special thank you and welcome to those of you listening in the private archive, which now, if you subscribe to the private archive to get the advertisement-free versions of the show, the montage archive, the private RSS feed, and digital copies of my books, you'll also get a physical copy of one of my books, and when the show is pre-recorded, which a lot of the times it is Monday through Friday, you'll get access to that before anybody else to listen and download it, so you won't have to stay up late. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and check out the subscription service where you get all of that content on the website. And again, you can also take that private RSS feed, just like you can take the free RSS feed. It does have advertisements, though, from outside sources. Plug that into your radio podcast player. Listen to the show anytime. Take us with you. You'll always have the secret teachings. And if you are listening on a radio podcast player, please leave us a review at the bottom to let other people know what you think of the show. Our website also has my books, our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters, and a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to get behind-the-scenes videos and more. That's The Secret Teachings on Patreon. If you missed last night's broadcast, it's a show that you definitely want to go back and listen to. The name of the show, Florida Mam, Florida Mam's Magic Kinkdom. I've called Disney a lot of things. I've called them the Black Magic Kingdom. That actually got me kicked out of a conference in Orlando. I was invited to speak, and then I guess they heard the show I did called Black Magic Kingdom. One of the first shows that I did transitioning to the Fringe FM, and I got kicked out of that conference because I made comments about Disney that the conference organizers did not like, and that was just the name of the show. So last night I called the show Magic Kinkdom because Disney seems more interested in peddling sexuality and gender to children. Much more than they do little cartoon characters. They get into funny situations or fairy tales and classic stories. They seem more interested in peddling sexuality and gender to children. I've seen in the past Disney has little rainbow Mickey Mouse ears. Like if you go into a Target, they have a rainbow section. And now the clothing is available for babies. 
not just teenagers, not just young adults, not just children. You can dress your baby up in a rainbow outfit. And a lot of comedians have made jokes over the years and said, you know, what is it with the rainbow? You know, I want the rainbow back. And that's how I feel. I want the rainbow back. I don't like that the rainbow is associated with LGBTQIA. It's nothing to those LGBTQIA identified people. I just don't think the rainbow should be used as a symbol of sexuality and gender. Although it makes sense, and it will make more sense to you tonight as we get into this, that a symbol that represents in a religious sense God's promise never to flood the earth again and the rainbow that represents because it's light breaking apart, you know, when it rains and you see the rainbow breaking apart through the, essentially the crystals, the water droplets, it separates and spreads the light. Not only is it a promise God will never flood the earth, but it's a divine symbol. You know, it represents a bridge or a gateway or a passage to another world, another dimension. And funny enough, those that use the rainbow seem to live in another world or another dimension. I went to a little street fair here in Tucson, Arizona, over the weekend. Hope and I went down there and we were walking around and there's a bookstore down there that I'd always wanted to go into. So we decided to go ahead and go in, despite the fact that they actually had a mask sign on the door, which is very rare here. It's very rare to see anybody enforcing masks. The only people I've seen do that are liquor stores, which I also think is kind of funny. But we go into this bookstore, and I thought it was going to be like a used bookstore, and they did have some used books. And um, I thought you know it was going to be more of a of a wide selection, but it was, it was more so a young adult bookstore, you know, catering to, to young adults, catering to children. They did have a few, you know, kind of adult themed books, if you will, like books that are more advanced in terms of, uh, you know, reading and education level. But we're walking around the store, and this is the only place I've been where literally every single person has a mask on, and that's not even the point. But I'm walking around and I start seeing all these books that are on the end caps, that are on display, that are on the wall, kids sections, virtually everything. They did have a local like desert section with desert books, but virtually everything in there was homosexuality, social justice, transgenderism. Now that's all fine, but most of the people shopping here were young people. There were a strange number of children in this store. And I kept looking around thinking, okay, maybe it's just the end caps. Maybe it's just the displays. And Hope sees all the desert books. Because I've been wanting to get Fox. She's been wanting to get Fox, my son, uh, you know, one of these desert books. We see little things. We always think about him. And uh, we walk over there and look at them. And I, I turn around. And, and she feels kind of uncomfortable with it because she knows how I feel about it. Although sometimes, you know, I talk to her and I say, you know, I, I think that maybe you misunderstand what my issue is with LGBTQIA. So I turn around and there's a kid standing there and this kid has to be, he can't be older than 10 years old and he's got a trans flag 
And he has a mask on, which is the trans flag, which is apparently now mixed with the LGBTQIA flag, how they're representing the Mickey Mouse face and ears at Disney World. And in social media, I've seen it. As a young kid, and he had a probably a sister with him, this, this young girl. She was maybe, she was maybe you know, a little over 10 years old, 11, 12 years old. She also had the same kind of a mask on. So these are young kids with trans and LGBTQIA masks on with flags, waving transgender flags. Now, the, the, the festival, the street fair, had nothing to do with that. It was you know, vendors selling knives and paintings and drawings and people selling food and T-shirts. Had nothing to do with that. But this was just like a concentration of that energy in a bookstore for young people that was teaching them how white people are bad, gay people are better, white people are okay if they're gay. This is that hierarchy of what I call discrimination, hierarchy of harassment, hierarchy of, of social status. You know, if you're white, it's bad, unless you're gay, and then a white gay person is better than XYZ group. You know, have you ever noticed that? Isn't that like a strange thing? White people are bad unless you're gay, and if you're trans, you're better than a gay white person. Unless you're a trans black person, then you're better than all other trans people. If you're a Jewish trans person, you're better than a black trans person. And it just doesn't make sense. This is just a hierarchy of social and class control organized through Marxist ideology, the cloud and piven of our education system, particularly higher education, with professors in college peddling this nonsense and this division to young people. And now, because we accepted that in the colleges, it has trickled down into high school, middle school, and even as young as preschoolers. So in the state of Florida, there is now a new law that was signed by Governor DeSantis, HB 1557. You probably never heard of HB 1557 because the media has called it the Don't Say Gay Bill. However, the bill has nothing to do with gay people. That's just what the media has called it. Disney, which is one of the largest entertainment companies in the world, which operates its own government through the Reedy Creek Improvement District in Florida. They literally operate their own government where they have tax-free bonds they issue for improvements. They regulate land usage, environmental protections. They have their own fire, police, etc. I grew up there in Central Florida. I knew a lot about Disney. I went to Disney a lot. Universal Studios, Epcot, Kennedy Space Center. I mean, Florida is, you know, the vacation spot. And I lived there for so long. I was kind of numb and immune to all of this, this entertainment and, and, and all of this, um, you know, this, this tourism. And then having moved away, I've, I've gained a new perspective on it. And I look back and I see what's happening in Florida today, my home state where I've lived most of my life, despite jumping around the country and living different places. I see this, this issue that's gotten national attention and, and maybe even international attention because people fly from all over the world just to come to Disney. 
which was a hard thing for me to comprehend because I used to live there and that was in my backyard and people used to fly from all over the world to come there. But they're calling it the don't say gay bill, right? We talked about this last night and this is necessary. This lengthy recap before we can get into tonight's subject, which likely will be more controversial than even the Florida ma'am show we did last night. So as a result of the don't say gay bill becoming a law and because a few people scream and yell on social media, Disney decided to take a stance. Disney said that they don't stand for discrimination. They don't stand for HB 1557. They call it the don't say gay bill because it discriminates against trans people and LGBTQIA people. And when Disney made those statements, you would think that a multi-billion, I mean, Disney probably in assets is worth trillions, a company that literally is one of the largest media corporations in the world, would be able to go online to the Florida government website and pull HB 1557, get some of their lawyers, read it, and see what it's actually about. Instead, they continued to peddle the nonsense that it had something to do with gay. It had something to do with trans. It doesn't say any of that. It actually just restricted, and this is a quote, it restricts instruction on, quote, sexual orientation or gender identity in pre-K through third grade. It doesn't include fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, etc. And it doesn't include banning homosexual sexual orientation. It bans all sexual orientation or gender identity instruction, particularly those that are not age appropriate. Now think about that for a second. That's what the bill does. The media, Disney, and activists have said it has everything to do with banning gay and trans studies. Now, considering the fact that the United States has, from science and mathematics to pretty much every other form of curriculum, fallen behind the rest of the world, it seems strange that we have our attention focused on gender and sexuality for preschoolers, first graders, second graders, and third graders who still don't know their multiplication tables, who still don't know the basic components of English grammar, and we're focused on Where do you put your penis? Where do you put your mouth? Where do you put your hand? That seems perverse, doesn't it? And like Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, said, if Disney and these activists were to come out and say what they were really supporting, what they were really opposed to, the public wouldn't accept it. What he said that Disney and these activists are really supporting is the sexualization of children. And that's precisely what they're supporting. You have to get through all of the the muddied water in order to understand what this is all about. The media has been dishonest. Disney's been dishonest. Here is Governor DeSantis talking to the media about the bill. Does it say that in the bill? Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill because you are pushing false narratives. It doesn't matter what critics say. It says it bans classroom instruction on sexual identity and gender orientation. For who? For, for, for grades pre-K through three. So five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds. And um, the idea that you wouldn't be honest about that and tell people what it actually says, it's why people don't trust people like you because you peddle false narratives. And so, Yeah, that's what they've created, a false narrative so that they can use that rhetoric to control the story, to control the flow of information. For those of you who didn't get it, 
who haven't realized it yet, it also bans heterosexual orientation, straight, male, female, biological, gender identity for pre-K through third grade as well. Now, the reason I bring this up, the reason I keep talking about this is because when you realize what Disney, when you realize what these activists, when you realize what the media is doing, and you realize what that Florida bill is really all about, you start to recognize that this has nothing to do with trans, homosexual, or any other group of people in the LGBTQIA. This has everything to do with targeting children to confuse them about sexuality and gender when they should be learning about 1, 2, 3, A, B, C. Sexualizing kindergartners and first graders. So Disney got really upset that this became a law. And as a result of that, Carrie Burke, the general entertainment president of Disney, said that they're going to get, by the end of this year, a 50% margin of characters that are going to be in the LGBTQIA category, which seems kind of strange considering that this company makes fairy tales, movies about animals, and cartoons, and they're going to focus on sexual, gender-driven stories. And I hope this is a moment where, shoot, um, the 50% of the tears, <laughs> sorry, are coming. Um, that's when she says the 50%. That's Carrie Burke, General Entertainment President of Disney. This is the start of the leaked audio from a company-wide conversation the other day. I'm, I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually. Um, uh, one transgender child. Um, um, and one, one pansexual child. child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... We heard this audio last night. If you listened to the show last night, you heard all this. This is a recap. We're just catching up with what we discussed last night because it is integral. It is foundational to what we're going to discuss tonight. You've heard of the Oedipus complex, I'm sure, or the Electra complex, coined by the psychoanalyst, maybe just the psycho, Mr. Freud, Sigmund Freud. The Oedipus complex is a psychoanalytical theory And it suggests that children have a desire to have sex with their parents, particularly young men with their mothers, and they see, particularly young men, their fathers, as a rival. The same goes for young girls who see their mother as a rival to wanting to have sex with their father. This is called the Electra Complex. Both the Oedipus Complex and the Electra Complex are named after mythological figures. Sigmund Freud introduced the concept in his Interpretation of Dreams in 1899. He attributed the Oedipus complex to children of about the ages three to five. He said the stage usually ended when the child identified with the parent of the same sex and repressed its sexual instincts. In the presence of trauma, however, Freud said, there occurs an infantile neurosis that is an important forerunner of similar reactions during the child's adult life. The superego, the moral factor that dominates the conscious adult mind, also has its origin in the process of overcoming the Oedipus complex. Freud considered the reactions against the Oedipus complex the most important social achievements of the human mind. Now, a lot of people today are so willing and so irresponsible with certain terminology that they now refer to Sigmund Freud as a pedophile. You can choose to call Sigmund Freud whatever you want. 
I'm going to choose to abstain from making any such declaration. I am going to say that people like Sigmund Freud and those that influenced Sigmund Freud, because Sigmund Freud did not come up with these ideas or these concepts, Freud was highly influenced by a physician in Berlin, Germany, named Wilhelm Fleichs. He was also influenced by the Berlin, that's Berlin, Germany, sexologist and psychologist Albert Moll. Albert Moll lived from 1862 to 1939, and the Berlin physician Wilhelm Fleiss lived from 1858 to 1928. They both lived through the 1920s when sexual perversity, transvestites, drag shows, etc., became the cultural norm in Germany. So much so that pornographic material was peddled to children to get the child accustomed to the idea of not just nudity, not just promiscuinity, but sex with the same sex, homosexuality, and hardcore versions of homosexuality mixed with things that we would probably call today incest. This was peddled smut, sometimes on the street, and available to young people. And the goal of these sexual progressive movements, which were Marxist and communist at their core, promoted by people like Magnus Hirschfeld of the Institute of Sexual Science. There in Germany, the first sexual reassignment surgery was performed. A man had his penis removed, and then, while he came back later and said he wanted it back, all throughout the 1920s, this became the dominant norm to dismantle the German family structure. Does that sound familiar to you? To dismantle the German family structure, to sexualize children, and establish, like with cigarettes or kids' cereal or milk or meat, to establish essentially a lifelong customer, a lifelong perverse point of view, believing that all of these various sexual things were not only normal, but you were abnormal if you didn't participate. You were abnormal for having a family. You were abnormal for not being homosexual. You were abnormal for not cross-dressing. Just a psychological distortion, a warping of reality. This took place all throughout the 20s. And people like Sigmund Freud and people like Albert Mole and many others were at the forefront of this. It's what some call the loss of innocence throughout the 19th and 20th century. And it all seems to be focused, it all seems to be centered on the access, the sexualization of children, which is what Disney World seems to want, considering that Disney is so opposed to having any ban in schools, as if that affects Disney, on the discussion of heterosexual, homosexual, or any kind of sexual content for pre-K through third grade. And Disney, uh, you know, in response, says we're just going to put more LGBTQI characters in our movies. This has gotten beyond out of control. And we need to look at how this filters over into the pornography industry. Because that is being subsidized, much like the LGBTQIA movement is being subsidized. And I'm going to tell you all about that tonight on the broadcast. 
You don't want to miss this. Even though it might be a little bit uncomfortable, I think it's going to be eye-opening. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Stay with us. It's The Secret Teachings Radio, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, exclusively airing on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. Last night, we talked about the magic kinkdom that is Disney World, the Florida ma'am, Disney kinkdom, and the attempt to sexualize children, pushing political and ideological narratives to convince children 
that various sexual practices, as if children should be learning about any sexual practice, are not only normal, but if they don't do them, by implication, they are abnormal. It's abnormal not to be the opposite sex of what you were born. It's abnormal not to have sex with the same sex. This is an incremental process that historically we have precedent for. In fact, the word transvestite came from Germany in the 1920s. But you know that already because you've listened to this show, so you know that the word transvestite came from Germany in the 1920s. The first sexual surgery, a man had his penis removed, 1920s, Weimar, Germany. Magnus Hirschfeld's Institute of Sexual Science, 1920s, Weimar, Germany. The goal to advance what they might call progressive sexuality, but to advance a negative and demeaning, degrading view of family structures, of men and women having relationships. At the core, of course, you can find eugenics. You can find cultural genocide. Culturally and ideologically castrating the individual because homosexuals don't have children, and if there is no family structure, the children that are born out of a more promiscuous society, because you will have more children in a promiscuous society and an undereducated society and a poor society, you get children that become victims of that cultural progressive ideology, and those children are then taken in by the state. They're trafficked through orphanages. They're trafficked by organizations and groups that are as big as they are small. It's not just about money. It's also about blackmail. And it's also about rewriting the social contract and unsewing the fabric of society by damaging, corrupting, perverting, etc., the minds and the bodies of the next generation to make them absolutely dependent on the encroaching political power structure. This is not a new thing. It's not even necessarily an old thing. This is a very ancient thing. In fact, the Romans did something similar. When the Romans would conquer a territory, they would typically rape the women, take some of the women as wives, kill all the men to get to the women in the first place, and then take the children and raise them in the new religion, raise them in the new ideology, raise them in the worship of the state. I mean, this is what most conquering militaries, most governments that send those militaries to conquer regions do. This is what you do. But there's another element of this that's been weaponized far beyond simple divide and conquer and cultural dominance. And there are ways to do it without killing anybody. 
one of the ways to do without killing anybody is to turn men into women. I don't mean in a transgender sense. I mean to take a masculine man, to take a real man, not just a man's man, to take a man who believes in protecting his wife, his girlfriend, his children, his family, his home, his property, self-defense, to take a man, lower him, degrade him, and demean him, and turn him into this feminine character, which will then allow the door to be opened for the woman who becomes more physically, mentally, and emotionally vulnerable so that the occupying force can rape her mind and body. This is the new psychological method where nobody has to be killed by a conquering ideology or force. It can be done psychologically. And once the woman has been gotten, the man is out of the way, then the child, the ultimate prize, is sitting there to take. If you think about it from a military strategy using psychology and weaponized psychology, it's brilliant. In fact, it's horrifyingly brilliant. It's terrifyingly brilliant. People like Sigmund Freud get a lot of credit for their views on sexuality, particularly child sexuality. But Sigmund Freud did not develop the ideas and the concepts of child sexuality long before Freud, others were working in these fields, and Freud himself was actually influenced heavily by Wilhelm Fleiss, a Berlin physician. He was also influenced by the work of Berlin sexologist and psychologist Albert Moll. You notice that These guys are all psychologists or sexologists. They all work in the medical field, which you would think, well, they're working in the medical field. They're psychologists. Of course, they're going to analyze sexuality. But you know how Disney routinely hires pedophiles and routinely rehires pedophiles? You know how Disney has people that have worked for their company that are vice presidents, that are directors, that are writers, People like John Healy, director of music. People like Victor Salva, a producer and writer. People like George Mitchell, former Democratic senator, a Disney chairman. People like Vice President Michael Laney. You know how they routinely hire pedophiles, human traffickers, sex abusers, and then rehire them knowing that? You know how pedophiles and human traffickers and sex abusers and rapists tend to be hired and protected by the Catholic Church? Because the Catholic Church, just like Disney, just like the local playground, in idea, in theme, in essence, is a magnet for predators. Places that are supposed to be safe. The magical, wonderful land of Disney. The magic kingdom. You can be anything you want to be. You can delve into all of these other realities and realms. The Vatican, the church, there's divine protection there. Even the local playground, it's supposed to be a fun place where kids go play. I don't think a lot of kids are kidnapped from the playground anymore. 
I don't know the data or the statistic or if there even is one on that, but it's the idea. It's the concept. A safe place where those that are being kept safe can be abused. That's not because the church is inherently evil necessarily. It's not because Disney is inherently evil. It's because evil people use those vehicles and those vessels to get access to the vulnerable. Come on in. It's the magic kingdom. Predators use that like the old idea of using, I lost my dog. Can you help me find my dog? Will you get in the van? I have some candy in the back of the van if you'll just get in. Especially vulnerable people that go to places like Disney. I mean, it's not a surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise that a lot of the people that are hardcore, staunch Disney supporters don't usually have a lot of money. Their life is Disney. It is a fantasy. I live there. I experienced it. I'm from Florida. This is not just circumstantial evidence. There's imperial, um, empirical evidence of this. And it is people who typically are poorer, who don't have a great life, or so they don't make, they don't make, a, you know, make a great life. So what happens is they become basically members of the Disney cult. Same thing with the church, people that are vulnerable, people that are broken down, people that are poor. These are the people that predators prey on. And children aren't poor and broken down because of, you know, economical, financial reasons, living life. They're just vulnerable because they don't have experience. They don't have a structure. They don't have guidance necessarily. So the child is made extra vulnerable when the protective masculine energy can be turned feminine and removed, and the feminine energy can even be used like a siren to draw the child toward these predatory people that work within these vehicles like the Catholic Church, and not just the Catholic Church, all other churches of all denominations. That includes mosques, that includes temples, you name it. And places like Disney. Now, Sigmund Freud famously developed the Oedipus complex or the Electra complex, named after mythological uh, heroes like the Theban hero, Oedipus of the Greek legend. And this is the idea that a young boy, especially as he gets older, is actually attracted to his mother. He wants to have sex with his mother, and his father is the competition, is the opposition, is the rivalry. So he develops an unhealthy relationship with his father because his father is a rival to him getting access sexually to his mother. That's the Oedipus complex. The Electra complex is for the young girl. And as she gets older, she really wants to have sex with her father. Her mother is the rival. Her mother is the competition. Her mother is the opposition. And as she develops an unhealthy relationship with her mother, that competition, rivalry, and opposition grows stronger as it does with the young boy and his father. Now, Freud said that if there is protection of the child and a safe passage through young childhood, young adulthood, then you can have a child who overcomes these 
infantile sexual repressed desires by simply just repressing them indefinitely. Meaning that Freud believed even as you become an adult, you still want to have sex with your mother or you still want to have sex with your father. We consider Freud to be one of the top best psychologists, psychiatrists who ever lived. But Freud didn't even develop these concepts entirely, nor did he develop the idea of childhood sexuality. This goes back hundreds, if not thousands of years. And we hold Sigmund Freud to this high esteem today. Others go to the opposite end of the spectrum and just say, Sigmund Freud was a pedophile. I don't know if he was a pedophile. That's not the point. The point is what Sigmund Freud proposed in that of young men and young women wanting to have sex with their mothers and fathers is an idea that is really uncomfortable. I'd imagine it was as uncomfortable when it was first proposed in 1899 in Interpretation of Dreams by Sigmund Freud as it is today in 2022. It's a concept that's not only uncomfortable because it's taboo, it's uncomfortable because if you're a conscious human being, you feel this spirit, this soul, something pulling and tugging on you that says, that's wrong. There's something wrong about that. It's a violation of divinity. It's a violation of the sacred. Again, Sigmund Freud was influenced by sexologists and physicians in Berlin, Germany, which became the hub of sexuality, perversity, the word transvestite, the first sexual surgery, a man had his penis removed, all comes from 1920s Germany. Hardcore Pornography, hardcore homosexual pornography, was greatly and grossly progressed in 1920s Weimar Germany by institutes like the Sexual Institute run by Magnus Hirschfeld. These were psychologists, psychiatrists, sexologists, and physicians with a mixed set of ideas about childhood sexuality and about cultural acceptance of certain things that were otherwise taboo, whether that's cross-dressing, homosexual sex, or exposing children not just to heterosexual sex, not just to a naked woman or a naked man, but exposing children to homosexual sex, cross-dressing, and the like, to confuse and morally corrupt the child. That was the intention. That's not the byproduct. That's not the right-wing, conservative, Christian viewpoint. That was the intention. And it was organized and orchestrated by psychopaths and by communists and Marxists in order to break down the German family structure, which is almost verbatim 
what Black Lives Matter said was their goal with their movement. Now, they've spent tens of millions buying houses for themselves. Another report just came out on Monday this week, another $6 million mansion in Southern California. And one of the founders, Patrice Cooler, is buying multi-million dollar homes in white neighborhoods for herself. You know, beyond that level of corruption, BLM intended to disrupt the Western-prescribed nuclear family structure. Now, this has nothing to do with white people or black people or any other kind of people, but think about what Western civilization has done. Think about what Western civilization has accomplished. And as a result of that accomplishment, a lot of things in Western civilization have gone backwards. But a lot of the Western developed world has made society safer, has made society less toxic, less polluted, has provided us with more food, clean water, sanitization, hygiene. Western civilization has provided not just those physical things, but mental, psychological things, where for the first time in human history, slavery was not the dominant cultural societal norm. Despite the 1619 Project and BLM, the United States of America is essentially the first country, major country in the history of the world, even though it was small at first, to abandon the idea that humans own other humans and advance the ideas, a popular idea, people like John Locke, of individual rights inherent when one is born out of the concept of God despite the fact that many founding fathers were actually agnostic and were not Christian as many believe today. An idea that there is a higher divine force which supervises, which looks over, which is on a higher level, the top of the hierarchy of kings and queens, of monarchs, of oligarchs, of the rich and powerful, of the landlords that want to control and dominate. And you are born inherently with these rights. And of course, people are always going to try to take them away and to persuade you to give them away. This is what Western civilization has created and what Western civilization has done. And I even disagree that it's a Christian ethos. I don't think it's necessarily a Christian ethos. I think it's the raw natural development of ideas and the positive progression of society and human civilization, and the positive aspects of philosophy. So we live in a world where as a man on the street, you don't just go up to a woman like they do in India, grab her by the wrist, and say, you're coming home to meet my parents, you're my wife. That happened to a friend of mine when she went to India more than one time. A guy grabbed her wrist and said, you're my wife, now you're coming over to my house. This is what it's like to live in a lot of the developing world. You don't have rights as a man, let alone a woman. And what might exist of a state or a hierarchy or a class system like they have in India controls your husband, your wife, and your child, your family, everything. So, With those concepts in mind, think about what the intention could be behind getting people to believe that sexualizing children is not only 
okay and acceptable, but a necessity in order to achieve equality and justice and equity. Although on the surface those words sound good and they trigger a positive response, we want to be good, we want to be equal, they're the exact opposite of what they propose to be. This is a reemergence of the perversity and the degrading that took place in 1920s Weimar Germany. And that's not the only place. That's just one of the places I've historically studied where this was rampant and where this was dominant and where this was the, the primary method of cultural degeneration. Freud was influenced by a lot of those German, a lot of Jewish German scientists, doctors, physicians, sexologists, etc., with his popular theory, the complex of Oedipus and Electra, that young boys want to have sex with their mom, young girls want to have sex with their dad, which we would just call that today incest. And I used to think, and this is maybe where the show's going to get a little bit uncomfortable, I used to think that something like, let's say, incest, was a taboo thing because it violated the natural order to some extent, although some make jokes about Adam and Eve. Somebody had to have sex with their mom or their dad, right? Their kids. And that's a metaphor. But incest is taboo because it violates the divine order. It violates divinity. It violates the sacredness. It violates a lot of different things. But today, incest is very, very popular in ways that are, at first, kind of difficult to figure out why. You might think incest is popular. Where do you get that idea from? This isn't just my viewpoint. This is in mainstream news over the last five or so years. And I've had lots of conversations about that with my friends off-air, particularly one friend, my friend Mike D., who has been on the show before. He's been one of our longtime co-hosts who always asks me the same question. He's like, do you notice that like our culture is shifting towards ancestral relationships? Why do you think that is? I mean, I even have an article from Vice where they're questioning the same thing. Why is incest pornography so popular? And where is the money coming from to finance, to support this incest when you can get pornography for free any time of day, anywhere, pretty much anything that can log you onto the internet. Who's paying for this? How are these companies making money? Something is paying for, something is promoting incest. And we're going to talk more about that, particularly in the porn industry when we come back from the break here at the top of the hour. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. It might get a little bit uncomfortable when we come back from break, but that's what we do. We push the boundaries here on the show. rdgable at yahoo.com, thesecretteachings.info. Stay with us more after this. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the montage archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. 
If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. If I were the Prince of Darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, the. So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve, do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old I would teach to pray after me. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. 
If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who want it until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. I'm Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings the show airs five nights a week, Monday through Friday. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. The website, thesecretteachings.info, has the full free show archive. You can get access to the outside advertisement free archive, though, plus my digital books, a private RSS feed, and the embed player where you can download the show, plus a free copy of one of my books shipped free in the United States, plus even more, but wait, there's more. You also can download the show when it's pre-recorded before it airs later in the evening. www.thesecretteachings.info If I were the devil, I would just keep doing what I'm doing. The devil seems to be working wonders and magic. Devil has been working wonders and magic for centuries since the beginning of time through deception, through manipulation. And now psychologists and psychiatrists use serpentine tactics to do the same. You've heard me say before that psychologists and psychiatrists run the world. Do you know that if you go to California or Canada... It's virtually illegal for a psychiatrist or a psychologist to ask a young adult, why do you feel confused? Why do you feel out of body? Why do you feel uncomfortable in your body? Instead, they have to tell that young adult, and we're all confused at one point or another. We are souls, spirits. We are things that are not physical. That's the true us, inhabiting these bodies, and we have to get used to them, like a new car, like a new shirt. We all have those feelings. And now, when you go see a psychologist or a psychiatrist in places like California or Canada, particularly a young person, they're told that it's because they're actually a different sex. They're actually a different gender. And it's been made virtually illegal, or it's been proposed in other places to be make, made illegal, that you can't inform the parents, both at the school or in the psychologist-psychiatrist's office, that the child has been prescribed and given hormone therapy or puberty 
blockers. Some are even signed up for sexual reassignment surgery, having their breasts removed or their penis and testicles removed. Modern education across the United States teaches kids about gender and sex as opposed to teaching kids about science and arithmetic. Disney and activists are furious at the state of Florida for passing a bill that prevents instruction and discussion about sexual orientation and gender, despite the fact that it prevents discussions that are of an unappropriate, inappropriate age, like you don't teach kids how to fist each other, you don't teach kids with explicit videos how to have any kind of sex, let alone homosexual sex, You just don't do that. Disney and all the activists are really upset saying it targets LGBTQIA. But it also includes not teaching preschoolers, first graders, second graders, and third graders about heterosexual sex as well. We started the show tonight with that story. Recapping last night's broadcast, the magic kinkdom or Florida Mams Magic Kinkdom, our show from last night. Because that is the base to understanding what's really happening here. When you have schools that essentially either attempt to make it illegal, or they, by conniving and manipulating and being deceitful, keep school curriculum away from parents so parents can't see what their child is learning in school. If a school, an institution, a person wants to get a young person, a young human being into a room, close the door, block out the windows, and then teach them and show them things that parents wouldn't approve of, You're dealing with a predator who's saying, get into my van, I've got candy. Get into my van and help me find my puppy dog. This is about sexualizing children. And this idea is not new. It goes back hundreds of years, not necessarily the sexualizing of children, but the targeting of children by conquering militaries and Governments that if the child can be raised in a system of religion and culture and tradition, they become like those who smoke cigarettes or eat certain cereals or shop at certain stores, lifetime supporters. I mean, if you get a child into church early enough, they usually become a Christian or a mosque. They become a Muslim. They're a product of environment, what they're taught. If you're teaching kids that boys are girls, girls are boys, you're going to get kids that are going to identify as that even though they don't really understand it. When a young child says, I'm an astronaut, you don't hold them underwater and say, this is astronaut training. You don't throw them on a horse when they want to be a cowboy or a cowgirl, smack the horse and just let the horse go and the five-year-old gets thrown and trampled. You'd say that's insane, but that's what we're doing with kids in school. Throw them into school, close the doors, seal the doors, the windows, 
Don't let parents know what they're being taught and then pump these kids full of things that adults are made uncomfortable by. They literally, in some schools, teach kids how to fist each other's ass. Did you know that? They teach little girls how to put condoms on dildos and bananas, cucumbers, etc., or how to have masturbatory sex with vegetables. Young girls, not, hey, you took a sex ed class. And that sex ed class taught you the basics of male and female biology, which is science, by the way. That doesn't mean that people aren't born hermaphroditic. That doesn't mean people aren't born genetically deformed. That doesn't mean people aren't born, and they honestly, truly feel as if they're in a different body. But the people that are born that way represent 02 to 0.7% of the U.S. population in places like the UK, it's the exact same percentage, and yet they are represented everywhere in movies and TV, in mainstream and even alternative media, all over the internet, everywhere you look. One might wonder, where does the money come from to finance the teaching and the ideology to convince people of these alternate realities, which, interestingly enough, The rainbow itself, which is a sign that God will not flood the earth, it's a divine sign. It's also very beautiful. And it's been taken by LGBTQIA plus to mean something other than it really is. Then they've added on other things like Black Lives Matter and transsexual. And then they put this giant flag together. Now it's everywhere. They paint streets with it. They fly the flag of transgender or LGBTQ, or BLM on government buildings now. And and, and you just sit there and you wonder, what the hell are we doing? What the hell is our government doing? What the hell are our educational institutions doing? If trans, gay, homosexual, queer people made up 90% of the population, you might think, okay, well, this makes a little more sense. You've got 10% dominating the conversation. But when the population is made up of 99.3% heterosexual, maybe people that are quote-unquote bi-curious, you know, but generally speaking, heterosexual, I'm wondering why 0.2 to 0.7%, which would make it 993 or 99.8%, which are heterosexual, why 0.2 to 0.7% are dominating the conversation. And when 0.2 to 0.7% aren't even the ones dominating the conversation, they're also being pushed aside by those that are having this conversation, which make statements and declarations of identity in order to control the narrative by obtaining social credit. A major study came out on virtue signaling showing that those who virtue signal are narcissistic, egotistic, and psychopathic, and they do so in order to acquire social currency. The you're a good person, and the more social currency you develop, the more immorally degraded you become. Because the more you are approved by society, the more you can get away with without being looked at as someone who society doesn't want anything to do with. So, Rather than wandering the streets 
preying on children with vans, lost puppy dogs, and candy, now predators find a new way to prey on children. They dress up as a girl and say, I'm really a girl. I have an erection. Girls can have erections of big penises, and a little boy should come sit on my lap because I'm not a predator. I'm not a pedophile. I'm not sexually perverted. I'm a woman with an erection, and I want to take a little boy and bounce him on my erection. I'm not attempting to be explicit. In fact, I'm attempting to not be explicit. It's not just drag queen story time. It's books you buy children at Target. It's YouTube videos that children watch. It's TV, it's movies, it's everywhere. Where is the money coming from to finance this for 02 to 0.7% of the population when a large portion of even that population, just like the rest of the 993 to 99.8%, don't talk about sexuality. Don't talk about these things because they're personal things and they shouldn't matter to other people that you meet in public. Nobody flies a heterosexual flag. Nobody wears a shirt. I saw this person in a shirt that said, let's get something straight. I'm not. Nobody wears a shirt that says, although this would be a great shirt, let's get something straight. I am straight. That shouldn't be part of a normal social interaction. You don't walk up to people and ask them, do you like gay sex? Do you like sex in the butt? Do you like scissoring? Do you like having sex with young girls? Do you like having sex with young boys? Who says that? Who does that? Predators. People that are sexually perverse. Perverts. People that society rejects because it's dangerous. Because it's borderline violent and it sets the precedent for more violence and it also corrupts the young, it corrupts the innocent, and it confuses them. And so if you want access to children, you find institutions that support it, like, well, the Catholic Church seems to support it. That doesn't mean the church is inherently bad, but predators use it as a vehicle to get access to the vulnerable. Disney is the same thing. Not necessarily bad. I like a lot of old Disney movies. But Disney, which was, by the way, founded by an actual Nazi, just like NASA, and the people that support Disney are mostly anti-Nazi, people that support NASA anti-Nazi, but supported you know, supporting companies that essentially are you know, created by Nazis. But Disney is a vehicle for those people to use to get access to the vulnerable, to get access to the fantasy-prone, and to create these alternate versions of reality. So going back a moment ago to when I talked about the rainbow, I said the rainbow is a divine symbol, right? A rainbow is a beautiful thing, but a rainbow is also a bridge to another reality, and that's where they're taking you. They're taking you to another reality. The LGBTQIA movement is essentially a movement of fairies that are coming to take you to the fairy world somewhere over the rainbow into the mountain, into the pit. And that's where the children are taken by the fairies, right? That's where you get changelings from. The fairies come and replace the children. This is as esoteric as it is political. It's as esoteric and political as it is historically perverse with historical precedents where a lot of this stuff comes from, particularly the 1920s in Weimar, Germany, where people like Sigmund Freud got a lot of his, his ideas confirmed. His ideas of the 
Oedipus complex and the Electra complex that young boys want to have sex with their mothers, young girls want to have sex with their fathers, things that were supported by those like Wilhelm Fleiss and Albert Mole, although they disagreed on other things, the concept of taking innocence from a child by turning that child into a sexual object. Where is the money coming from? Where is the support coming from? Where are these ideas coming from? Palm Springs, California. You know, Palm Springs, California. Palm Springs, California has set aside $200,000 in a unanimous vote by the city council to give $900 a month to anyone identifying as transgender or non-binary. And they're giving that $900 per month to those people as universal basic income. California City, Palm Springs, to give a universal basic income to transgender and non-binary residents regardless of their earnings level. Solely for identifying as transgender or non-binary, no strings attached. California is a revamped Weimar, Germany. California just found that their diversity in corporate law is actually unconstitutional and illegal because it's discriminatory and it violates the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution. I'd assume that this is also illegal. For a city council to take taxpayer money and give it regardless of earning level, regardless of even finding evidence or proof that someone's really transgender or non-binary, if someone is making a million dollars a year, and Palm Springs is a very wealthy place in California. I've been there many, many times. It's a very wealthy place. All you have to do is identify as transgender, and then suddenly you get $900 a month to go along with the rest of the money that you're making, whether it's $1,000 a month or $100,000 a month. Just identify as it so they can probably boost the statistics and see how the public reacts to a UBI given to certain special groups. Very, very discriminatory. Very, very illegal. But they're going to do it anyway. Where is that money coming from? In the case of Palm Springs, well, it's $900 a month coming from the taxpayer. But what about on the Internet? On the internet, you can go to virtually any search engine and type in any number of porn sites. Anything that you want to see. Naked women, naked men, bestiality. I'm not suggesting you type any of this stuff in, but you can literally go to the internet. Let me backtrack. I'm not saying that you want to learn about anatomy. Don't look at a body. You have to look at a body. But I'm saying... If you type in on the internet any number of things, naked women, naked men, you can start there, and then you're probably going to end up in incest porn. You know, you ever seen the, the movie Ted where they, with Mark Wahlberg and Seth MacFarlane? And, uh, you know, they say, on the internet, you're, only, you're just two clicks away from, from black penises. Everything's, you know, two, two clicks away. And there's that scene where the where the lawyer goes on the Internet and she types in she's looking for another lawyer, I think, and she types his name in. And uh, it just comes up black penises. Now it's incest. 
Incest porn is everywhere. Now, this is an uncomfortable topic for a lot of people, and I'm sure a lot of people think, well, Ryan, are you watching a lot of incest porn? Is that how you figured this out? Is this how you came to this topic tonight? No. The reason I came to this topic tonight is because it's been something that's been brewing for quite a while, for years now, actually. And it's been brought to my attention over and over again, and I wanted to cover it on the show at a time when it was appropriate to other subject matter so we didn't just talk about pornography for two hours. Something, someone has to be financing these pornographic industries. There are various levels of the pornographic industry that make all different types of porn. You have companies that make porn with real couples. You have companies that just make your standard pornography And then you have companies that are churning out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands and thousands of videos every year of DVDs, videos, etc. every year on things that have always been and should always be culturally taboo. And incest is one of them. Now, companies argue this allows customers and users to access their deepest, darkest desires. That's the Oedipus complex. So they can have sex with their mother or their father or their stepdaughter or their stepson or their aunt or their uncle in a safe and healthy environment. All that repressed sexuality can come out and it can be solved with pornography on the internet. Now, it sounds like a a really simple sell kind of sounds like a good idea. I guess if there are people that want to have sex with their parents or their aunt or their uncle, I suppose pornography would help, right? Just like we've been told that sex robots for pedophiles could actually help pedophiles stay away from children. Literally, that's a thing, a sex robot, a little boy, little girl that predators can have sex with. So they don't have sex with real kids. But see what happens when you're having sex with the robotic child it's not the real thing, right? It's not the real thing. It actually feeds the craving, and that craving becomes more intense. The idea of a sex robot for predators actually encourages predatory behavior. The idea of incest porn, likewise, does the same. It encourages these types of thoughts, where otherwise, people don't think this way. In fact, when I think of that idea, my brain immediately pulls any image that is the complete and absolute opposite topic or idea into its view. Like when I think incest porn, immediately my mind is like, um, and I just look around the room. Oh, there's a stapler. Let's think about staplers. Oh, let's look at, uh, I've got a bookshelf over here. Oh, here's a Ouija board. I don't see that as repressive. I see that as your brain has a natural mechanism, a moral boundary that says that's a line we're not going to cross. The more you watch of this incest porn, even though it's not real incest, it's actors, you know, in a loose sense, actors and actresses, a loose sense and people that are also very loose. So they're not really brothers and sisters, mothers and sons, fathers, and daughters. But the idea is 
in the video absorb through your eyesight into your unconscious. It buries the idea. It plants the seed. Now, I don't know if as a result of incest pornography, more and more people are wanting to have sex with their parents, as Freud suggested. I don't know if because of incest porn, more and more people are looking at their stepbrothers and stepsisters. I mean, I I don't even know anybody that has a stepbrother or stepsister, but obviously a lot of people do. It's, I think, a boundary. Like my brain, when I think incest, my brain immediately switches in a defensive mechanism to something else. Oh, there's a picture of Mothman on my wall. Let's think about Mothman. Oh, there's a picture of... uh, what else do I have in here? I've got a picture of the Seal of Solomon. I've got we I've got several Ouija boards. I've got, you know, a, a replica of the of the US Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. Oh, there's a Salvador Dali painting over there I got on my wall. I just think of anything else. Anything else. Because it's a moral trigger, a defensive mechanism. That's called like empathy, the protective barrier between what you know is right and what you know is wrong. We know the incest isn't just a taboo. It is morally, it is instinctually wrong. And don't give me that Adam and Eve had to have sex. It's a metaphor. Emotions and empathy are a preventative measure, a firewall against psychopathic behavior that harms others and yourself. When you don't have empathy, you are a... When you don't have empathy... You are what we call a psychopath. When you don't have that moral firewall and you think incest, oh, grandma's looking pretty good. We call that perversity. We say that you have a mental illness and there's something wrong that needs to be solved. You become a danger to society. When we normalize it, When we make it the absolute norm, we're dealing with something entirely different. And we're going to explore that tonight in a compact final segment. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. And there's more after this. As uncomfortable as it may be, this needs to be discussed. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the Montage Archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. 
So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Some of you might remember Jocelyn Elders, who served as a Surgeon General of the United States from 1993 until 1994 when she was fired. Remember, she said that children should be encouraged to masturbate. We should have masturbation education for children. You can read the article at the New York Times back In 1994, Surgeon General forced to resign by White House because of her views on sexuality and drugs, particularly teaching school children to masturbate as a way to avoid the AIDS virus. That was considered socially and culturally unacceptable. You don't target the innocent. You don't target children, no matter how seemingly rational your idea seems. You don't say, we're going to put kids in a classroom, close the doors, black out the windows, and your parents aren't allowed to know what you're being taught, Junior, and then teach them about how to have sex, gay sex, and God knows what else is going on in some of these classrooms. We have books. We have some leaked curriculum. We know in some schools it's beyond perverted. It's basically children being kidnapped in a white van, taken to a schoolhouse, and being taught how to do the most perverse, disgusting things imaginable, things that adults don't even do. And you might wonder, where's the money coming from? What is sponsoring all of this? Palm Springs, California is giving $900 a month 
to people who just identify as transgender or non-binary, no strings attached, and they're calling it a universal basic income. I'd imagine that's illegal. I'd imagine it's illegal to take taxpayer money and give it to people regardless of their earning level just because they identify as trans or non-binary. What is that so Palm Springs can say we have the highest transgender non-binary population in the world, on the planet, by paying people to identify as transgender or non-binary, which makes it seem like there are many, 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 many more people who identify as LGBTQIA plus than there really are. The number is like 0.2 to 0.7%, meaning that 99 point either 8 or 3% of the population aren't LGBTQIA plus, which makes me ask the question. It doesn't just encourage me to ask the question. It forces me to ask the question, who is financing this and where is the money coming from? Think about pornography. Maybe you're listening with your wife, your girlfriend, your husband, your boyfriend. Maybe you're listening with your brother, your sister, your parents. I've been told a lot of younger kids listen to this show, like 15-year-old teenage kids listen to this show. I don't know why that is. But I know that this can be an uncomfortable topic for people. I'm going to talk about this because it's critical to understanding the larger context, the overall picture. So here it goes. Pornography, regardless of what you think of pornography, and this is my personal belief, I feel that pornography can be beneficial. I believe that an open mind, when it comes to sexuality, can be a beneficial thing. But I think that the beneficiality of pornography and an open mind to sexual exploration comes in a safe and secluded, non-judgmental environment. It usually comes with a sexual partner who might have a fantasy or an idea that they want to play out within reason. Or perhaps there's some form of sexual act that's kind of it's not necessarily hard to explain, but it's, you know, it's easier, it's fun to, to maybe find it online. A, a sex therapist or somebody who explains it or shows a, a, a video or a kind of a, a rendering of you know, what it is. I mean, there are two classic books written about sex, one called The Joy of Sex and one called More Joy of Sex. I've actually read both of those books, and um, I disagree with some of the things in them, but I think, generally speaking, they're actually healthy for sexual development. But those are things that I just randomly found them at a bookstore once, and they looked old. They were actually original editions, so I think they're actually worth some money. I've got them here in studio behind my bookshelf because I don't use them, so I put my non-used books behind the books that I, I, I do use. And those books, I think, are worth some money. That's why I bought them originally. And so... Then I decided to sit down, let me read these one day. And it's not, it's not even really a difficult book to read, but I did that by choice. I didn't do it as part of a curriculum in order to graduate pre-K, kindergarten, you know, or middle school or high school. I didn't do it as a study in college. I did it just because I wanted to, you know, learn about other views on sexuality. And I've had, you know, sexual partners and dating and relationships. 
I haven't dated a ton of people in my life, but I've had, you know, relationships with people that have uh, fantasies that I'm not necessarily into, but I'm open to the idea because if you care about somebody and you want them to feel, you know, comfortable and and safe and you want them to to experience, you know, those types of things, then you're open to it. You discuss it and you discuss boundaries and I mean, it could be something as simple as role playing, or it could be a little more complex and questionable like BDSM. For example, I had a girl one time ask me to cut her literally and drink her blood. And it was strange to me because I had been with this person for this was one of the first girls I dated long term, like two plus years. And she wanted me to cut her and drink her blood out of nowhere. And that was a line that I refused to cross. I didn't want to do that. I felt uncomfortable with that. She didn't provide a safe, comfortable, open space because she got angry about it, which means she didn't really care about me that much. Most of the girls I've dated, most of them have had rape fantasies, but they've all pretty much explained it's not that I actually want to be raped. It's the concept of feeling like I'm not in control, but I actually am in control, and I know that you care about me and protect me in this role play scenario. And I'm being brutally honest with you. There are things that, for some people, they're uncomfortable. And sure, for some people, psychologically speaking, it is a form of repression. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Whether that person wants to overcome that repression or not is a choice that they get to make or a choice they get to make with their partner. It is not something that government, schools, media, entertainment, or perverted, psychopathic activists get to dictate in your life, in your mind, in your bedroom. Let's get that straight. Let's get that clear. These are also things that adults do. These are not things that children should be talking about or being told, let alone being encouraged to do, let alone being talked to and taught and encouraged to do behind closed doors where some states, some provinces, some governments want to make it illegal for parents to even know what their child is learning in school. That not only crosses the line, you not only pass go and collect $200, you go back around the board and collect another $200. It's beyond over the line. It's beyond crossing the line. In the process, we've feminized men, We've taken the woman and under the guise of empowering the woman, removed her from the family structure and put her into a corporate structure where she is now beholden to a company, to a new patriarchy, where she loses the chivalry and loses the protection so she can be raped and tortured and abused in the way that the invading force sees fit. And then once the man is out of the way, feminized, and the woman has been taken as a slave or a wife, there's Junior playing with his toys. There's little girl playing with her dolls. And now the vipers, the predators, waddle over to her, a big, fat, disgusting man with an erection and a dress, and says, Hey there, I'm a girl too. You want to see my penis? 
little girls don't have penises. Oh, no, girls do have penises. You're dealing with predators. I want to know who's financing it. I want to know who's funding it. I ask the same question about pornography. I started this segment out by saying I think pornography can be a healthy thing. I've watched pornography before. For most of you, if you're going to sit there and act like you haven't, I think that's your problem. It's not something we need to discuss, but most people have seen some kind of pornography. And I don't mean going onto the internet. You watch Hollywood movies now. Most Hollywood movies have you know some level of explicit sexuality. I mean, some movies are so explicit, they're basically softcore pornos. You don't even have to wait for the late night TV shows or movies to come on anymore. You, you can watch a lot of this stuff in broad daylight. Daytime TV, daytime movies, and of course, streaming services. There's actually a documentary that I just watched called Skin, and it's all about the history of nudity in television and film. It was actually a really good documentary. It wasn't perverted. It wasn't perverse. It didn't really promote anything. And, and, and hey, maybe if you know, you're listening and you know something about that documentary, I don't know. You know maybe I'm wrong, but it, it, it just it was an educational thing, and I went to film school, and I wanted to learn a little bit about that. I didn't learn about that in school, so I thought that was interesting. And it wasn't explicit either. They just talked about you know some of the original models and um, Marilyn Monroe. And I mean, she was one of many, many actresses. And it was, it was a good documentary. It was a good you know, little film. But my question is this. Who is financing and funding the pornography industry? There's a multimedia adult content provider called GameLink. And a report by this leading multimedia adult content provider, GameLink, revealed a 178% average increase in the consumption of family role play porn between October 2014 and January 2015. The stats show Utah had the biggest increase with 765%, Michigan with 698%, New York with 669%, and Alaska with 524%. Arkansas also clocked in at 452%, making up five states where incest porn was growing in popularity the fastest. According to GameLink, the 10 most popular family role-play porn titles are Father's Forbidden Fantasies, Friends and Family 4, Mother's Indiscretion Number 3, Keep It in the Family, Brothers and Sisters 2, Mommy and Me Number 9, Lesbian Family Affairs, Father's Day, Digital Sin, Sibling Sex Stories, and Most Sinister of All, according to Vice, Our Father. Dr. Chantel Tibbles, author of Encore, a sociologist explores sex, society, and adult entertainment, says she doesn't believe that this is a rise in incest porn. It's a rise in faux-cest porn because it's not actually incest. And she says that, with the exception of New York, the states that are seeing the greatest increase in incest porn consumption have repressed their sexuality. Now remember, that's what Freud said about the Oedipus complex and the Electra complex, the desire for men to have sex with their mothers, women to have sex with their fathers, 
It's a repression of sexuality. And you can overcome that if you don't have a traumatic childhood, but you still repress it, and it's always there. In 2013, John Millward produced Deep Inside, a study of 10,000 porn stars and their careers. And his analysis threw up some interesting facts and figures. For example, out of the 20 most common female roles that appear in film titles, ranked by frequency of use, the sixth most common role for actresses as of 2013, the sixth most common role, I mean, porn is everywhere, produced by probably millions of videos a day, not all by professional companies, but anybody now with a camera. And in 2013, Daughter was the sixth most common role for a porn star. The tenth was Sister. Now, these are just for actresses or porno girls, right? This isn't for men, actors. Now, this isn't also new. It goes back to the 1980s. There was a classic porn movie called Taboo. But it's obviously nothing like we see today. Again, this is an article that I'm reading from Vice back in 2015. So this isn't just my opinion that incest has exploded. You can call it faux incest. You can say, well, pedophiles having sex with a robot, which is a new thing in the last couple of years, actually helps to prevent pedophiles, predators, sexual abusers from accessing and abusing children, when in fact it actually encourages it. Faux incest or not, with show titles, you know, with uh, the live shows, the the movies, the TV shows that are in, you know, streaming digital form on porn websites, when they're titled, even if they have nothing to do with incest, but when they're titled or retitled in order to get hits when you re-upload these videos to, you know, websites, when they're titled like Banging Grannies 9 or Grandma's Got Big, you know, Biddies, you know, tig old biddies, or mom has sex with son, or son has sex with mom, or dad has sex with daughter, daughter has sex with father, even if it has nothing to do with that. You watch it, it's in your head, it's downloaded into the unconscious, and it's a seed. Now again, I'm okay with pornography to some extent. I'm not even saying that as a personal preference statement. I'm saying that as a general philosophy. I think porn is okay to a certain extent. That extent doesn't extend too far, but it's okay, I think, to a certain extent. Psychologist Sharnan or Sharna Ulfman, who wrote a book, The Sexualization of Childhood, suggests that there could be a correlation between father-daughter relationships and porn, which she calls pseudo-child pornography. I am inclined to agree with Sharna Ulfman. She said, we can explore how these sites may act as socializing agents for their users by constructing a particular set of ideologies that normalize children as legitimate sexual partners for adult men. She says that these sites basically create a cornucopia that, quote, deliver the message that sex with children is hot, fun, for all. Again, I agree with this woman's statement. She's a psychologist, too, and she says, incest porn, these incest father-daughter-like relationships and others, conditions you to accept 
that it's okay to have sex with a child. Not only is it okay, it's hot. And it's something that you should be looking into. That kind of sounds like what a lot of companies, big banks, even the UN, and others are supporting in terms of cultural progressive ideology targeting children and making it acceptable to teach children about any kind of sex, any kind of sex act, and to do that in school in private without letting parents know what's going on. This is the equivalent of taking a child into a white van because, you know, the kid thought that they were going to get candy. Now, more recently, a 2019 2019 ranking of pornography A 2019 ranking of pornography found incest porn ranked in the top 10 searched categories on Pornhub, one of the most mainstream porn sites, receiving 42 billion site visits in 2019. Incest porn also ranked in the top search terms on XHamster, another popular mainstream porn site. And to keep the show family-oriented tonight, I'm not suggesting you go to Pornhub or XHamster. I'm not intending to give you, you know, website ideas if you don't know these already. And I'm sure people are like X hamster, Pornhub, those are amateur sites. I got some real good stuff. Type this in, right? You know, you know, people are. Now, interviews have been conducted with pornographers. And pornographers who are involved in making this porn, and this was a report filed by the Daily Beast, found that there's been a 178% increase in family role-play porn. Now, this is a five-year-removed report from the Game Link report back in 2014-15. This is really recent. 178% increase in family role-play porn. So if you have 1%, you know, a 200% increase isn't a lot. But once that 1% grows and grows and grows and grows, and you have consistent growth, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of percent every single year, eventually it balloons and you're looking at a much larger increase at even 178% in 2020 than even 500%, let's say, in, in 2015. Others, of course, are just saying that this isn't family role-play porn. This is faux family role-play porn. They're not really families, which you know is, is not really, I don't think, a, a, a rational argument. One in 10 purchases by young adults for pornography are... Incest, porn. Jackie St. James, a pornographer who was interviewed for Fight the New Drug, considers sexual abuse and trafficking trends and the sexual exploitation of children as obviously things that aren't necessarily good, but Jackie St. James believes pornography can facilitate those desires Just like that sex robot I told you about for pedophiles, that's a literal, real thing. And just like I said about incest porn earlier, some believe this. This is what this one particular pornographer believes that can actually help with forbidden desires, can help you to explore those those desires, when in fact it just encourages you to partake of those things. It pushes the demand into more real dangerous situations for consumers and for performers. Incest porn has exploded, no pun intended, 
in the last couple of years. One studio, for example, released their first incest porn in 2015. Over five years, over five years, they've released more than 200 movies. To give you an even more awe-inspiring statistic, they released 100 movies a year starting in 2015. One company, one company released over 100 movies a year on incest-themed porn alone. Another site, one porn performer interviewed by the Daily Beast, said she entered the industry in 2017 and began receiving requests for incest porn, but they were really, really sporadic. And over the last couple of years, a lot of porn actresses say it's virtually every role now is incest. Here's a statement from Fight the New Drug. Once consumers start watching extreme and dangerous sex acts, research shows that things that were disgusting or societally unacceptable can start to seem normal, acceptable, and more common than they really are. Absolutely. That's been my argument all all night, all evening. One study found that people exposed to porn and significant amounts of porn through things like sex with animals, violent sex, you know, and by implication incest as well, believe that it's common, which is, you know, something that's obvious. If you be, you're exposed to this, it's, you're going to think it's a common thing. And when people believe that behavior is normal, then they're more likely to try it. So going back to the 1920s Weimar Germany, transvestites, homosexuals, hardcore pornography, distributed to children, degrading the German family and culture and tradition, like the four olds, tradition, ideas, etc., in communist China, the communists did the same thing in the 1920s in Germany. The first sexual surgery, etc. Fast forward to today, This is every school, it's in the media, it's in TV, it's in movies, it's on the internet, it's everywhere. Where is the money coming from to pay for this? For a population that represents less than 1% of the overall population, where is the money coming from for the incest porn industry to keep pumping out, no pun intended, this content it has to be coming from somewhere they're not making these movies for free it's not thousands of dollars for travel and thousands of dollars for sets and thousands of dollars to actresses and thousands of dollars to actors quote-unquote for both and thousands of dollars for production and, and 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 advertising and marketing and distribution to make no money I mean, these companies have to be losing money. Somebody has to be financing and subsidizing and supporting this. Well, in Palm Springs, California, the taxpayers are actually supporting anybody who identifies as non-binary. You get $900 a month UBI. Disney is okay with sexualizing children in the name of diversity. We've opened the door to predators by feminizing men 
removing women from the familial structure, putting them into a workplace corporate structure so that we can get access to the children. Predators do that by telling the children, we've got a puppy dog that's lost. Help us. We've got candy in the van. Come in and have a piece. They're predators trying to get access to your children. And if you were an LGBTQIA plus member person or someone who identifies as such, if you are, you should be a little bit upset and increasingly angry that your identification, organic or not, is being used to peddle perversity. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please subscribe to our archive if you want to continue to hear shows like this five nights a week. Grab a copy of one of my books. We're going to do a fundraiser soon so I can get a new computer here on the Fringe FM, broadcasting through the Fringe on many different platforms around the world, including in Pahrumpf, Nevada now. We welcome all of you to the show, and thank you for listening. Leave us a review on the podcast radio players. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Check us out on Patreon for behind-the-scenes content, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. When you subscribe, you get access to the montages, my digital books, private RSS feed. You can download and stream every show without outside advertisements, and you get access to the pre-recorded shows before they go on air later that night when we do pre-recorded. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and be cautious and be aware. And we'll talk to you on the next broadcast.